This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey. Welcome to season two of Come On Kind Anya. We are back for a second season. Everyone must have enjoyed the first season. Great to have you back. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, looking really looking forward to it. You know, I suppose we've probably learned an awful lot from last year and we've seen some, you know, brilliant games at Camogie throughout the club championship and at the weekend as well. So yeah, all guns blazing, raring to go for another year. Yep, talking about the weekend, we are joined on the phone line now by Stephen Dormer. Of course, Stephen is the manager of Barra Rangers. They played St. Rhinas in the Leinster. Uh, semi-final on Saturday Stephen you're very welcome to come on kind how are you good sir oh, not too bad Martin busy weekend but we're back in the land of living and going again it's certainly the show. yeah exactly you've had a, a day to reflect on the game from Saturday so I suppose now that you've had time to reflect on it how do you feel that uh, the day and the match itself how did it all go um, I suppose Martin I suppose going into the game and the whole lot like I suppose we had a lot of work done and we, we prepared as good as we'd ever prepare for anything so like we, we no stone unturned we studied the team we, done, we had our game plan and what we worked is our game plan nearly came off like so like going into the game we are very very confident in our own system of play and the way we prepared so we were happy going into the game and even I suppose we sat down yesterday I sat down for an hour on my own and went up upstairs and went back through the game and I know myself everybody every single player gave it everything and I know on, on the day People say we were unlucky and this that and the other, but I, I know myself how good Ryan and Zara. Like we were very very close, but they were actually that little bit better on the day, and I suppose it's a little bit easier to take when you know the team you play against are that little bit better, and we gave them a very very good uh, account of ourselves on the day. Yeah, looking back at the game, I suppose you would have been happy enough going in at half time with that three point lead. Um, I think it was uh, two, three to six points, but really the soccer punch for yourselves came just after half time. As I was reporting for the paper, even and doing up the, the writing of the report, Siobhan Flannery, non existent in the first half. She comes out with 34, 35 seconds gone on the clock in the second half. Bang, soccer punch, back level terms. What was your overall feeling then after that goal went in? I suppose like if you go back to the, even to the first half like the defending was heroic out of the back like as you say Siobhan Flannery never got poke of the ball like the girls like Kay Kenny the full forward and like Adrian O'Connor Patrice absolutely done the job like they kept us in the game in that first half like some of the defending and even what they call Kayla in the goal absolutely brilliant saves like so like you know the first half alone the work rate out of the girls and then just after half time I suppose to just cause cause a little bit on the goal side but they were always going to come at some stage and but it was in the last five minutes or the first five minutes of the second half it was always going to come and it just happened to be in that first five minutes of the second half and we're back level um, Well Stephen how are you do you think kind of um, when Colette I suppose got those two goals did you did you have a feeling that you were after setting yourselves up and you know things were going to start cruising then after that um, I suppose going into the game I suppose I watched a bit of a lot of um, Football matches. I watch what Kerry done, you know, to cut out the blanket defence because when they play behind the ball and they play attacking half back line, running off the shoulder, coming out, like it's very like football. And I knew if we could get the ball and cut out, not let them funnel back too quickly, and we go direct into Colette with like good hand at her, she's well able to score. And it worked, the plan worked like to get the ball, win the ball in the middle of the field, put it in direct as quick as we could to her, and cut out them players funneling back and putting a blanket defensive play. So, yeah, no, like, we were very confident going in at half time. Plan was working and we we stuck to the plan and we were 
we're happy at half time but like I suppose you know when you're playing these teams that play that flank of defence like the old Cork Mogi like we all know when we were above in Crow Park we hate watching them but it was effective like you know and mm-hmm. it's effective for Ryan's on Saturday they swarmed us out they filled it in and you know it's very hard to beat like especially when they got back level at half time just after half time very hard to beat it yeah, it certainly was. And I suppose you kind of spoke about it there. Aideen, Aideen O'Connor had um, a great game. It is Aideen O'Connor, isn't it? Yeah, Aideen full back. Yeah, she had a brilliant game. Like, yeah, she, like. she was absolutely phenomenal on Kay Kenny because I suppose Kay Kenny probably would have been the target players that you would have been watching. And for a girl, like for Aideen to just have just the composure and the professionalism nearly to hold her to scoreless just to, on freeze alone, that must have been a massive um, boost for you as well. Yeah, I suppose um, even in the last couple of weeks, I know the girls in training, we tried everybody on 18 and they all, they all hate marking 18 in training. Like, and you know you're going well when like girls are trying to move away from you and when you put out your team and they're looking nearly to get out of the full forward line because 18 is in there and she's been absolutely brilliant. Like even in training, the girls, you know, they're, they're absolutely she's on fire. She's, she's hurling so well like that. You know, the, it's, a, it's a great for her, you know, to get that experience and to be able to hurl top players in the country like at full forward and as you say kept a scoreless barely from the freeze like a couple of frees she got like you know and it was a class, class performance for her yeah absolutely I suppose Stephen looking back at the, the second half and the goal as well you didn't score then for I think just 25-26 minutes in the second half which was a bit unusual for yourselves especially after the first half had went so well for you so can you pinpoint maybe what happened like did the goal deflate the girls and maybe they just didn't get on the ball we know St. Ryan has come back at your, your players very well and we know they probably didn't perform in the first half compared to what they have done um, we know they blew Selbridge out of the water like maybe you would have been fearful going in for that um, but to go in at half time then and not come out then and score for so long in the second half it was a bit of a sucker punch for you yeah no, like it was a it was a purple patch for them like but uh, like as we know ourselves like that half back line across that half back line it's absolutely been phenomenal for the last two or three years like they got better than all in final two years ago by Galtier last puck of the game like and they owned the ball if you look back in the game and then even this year they won the all Ireland final no one laid a hand on them all year like even Galtier looked like they could have bet them but they were never really in the game like but, like St. Ryan's were that four or five points up all day and shop shop at the back and they're very hard to break down like and they're very good at it and like as, as I touched on Martin we lost football matches because that's the kind of style they play mm-hmm. you know like Tyrone but Mayo in the all Ireland final this year like Mayo didn't score for long spells because when you get when they're able to play that system and play that system very well it's very hard to break it down and I know got a little bit I suppose unlucky around the middle of the field like Arlo was flying but like, to get the ball past the half back line it's very very difficult to get into like the collect inside Yeah it certainly was and I suppose with the weekend kind of over now and the Leinster Championship campaign kind of put to bed you must be looking forward to entering into the se- into the senior ranks in Kilkenny now this year uh, Yeah like like if, we, like if you go back to this year like if you, if you ask the start here when we were when we saw the draw and we got Valley Hale and Pawson, like, and to go on and go where we can, like, everything, every day after win that county final, but the bonus, like, you know, so we're in bonus territory. We really enjoyed a few days, and even the weekend, we enjoyed the weekend. I know our bus driver's a bit contrary coming home, but other than that, we, we actually really enjoyed it. And we enjoyed the whole night and the whole atmosphere around it, even after the Camaros game, we had a great night, and, and even Saturday, we had a great night. I mean, the girls enjoyed it, like, so going into next year, it's very, very easy going into next year because everyone that I've had enjoy the journey and enjoy the crack and you know like I heard they were getting side plans and stuff after the match and as Collier said we were getting balls of Bulmers 
Yeah. <laughs> so you're definitely enjoying yourself some more. Oh, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed the whole year and we're going to stay enjoying it as well. We have a few more nights out with a dinner that's coming up and a few more things coming along the way. So and we get into next year then we'll enjoy that too when we get there. Great. Well, you've certainly given us uh, much entertainment, Stephen, over the last uh, number of weeks in the Leinster competition. Fantastic season for yourselves as well, winning the Intermediate last year and have no doubt that the experience of playing in Leinster um, and up again the reigning All-Ireland champions and almost coming away with the victory that day um, will certainly have given them a kick up the backside as well, I think, uh, going forward into the final against Michel. But yeah, so we're looking forward to the year ahead with yourselves. We wish you the very best of luck thank you as well for making yourself available to us for interviews um, and here on Come On Kind last year during the, the championship coming up for the, the county finals and that and we look forward to speaking to you again in the rest of the year Stephen Thanks Martin Anya pleasure to be on the show thanks for all the support you gave us over the last couple of weeks um, doing all the matches and giving the coverage back to people at home and uh, the people that couldn't get to the matches so it's great uh, all the coverage gets the lawyers after looking after us and you know, and being as a wider range of people that have been away and abroad and a whole lot. So thanks very much for all the support you give us. Well, no you're bad. certainly more than welcome with that one. That was, of course, Stephen Dormer, manager of Paulstown Camogie Club there after the defeat to St. Rhinas. And on you just elaborating on that a small bit, they really did put it up to St. Rhinas. I mean, do you think the St. Rhinas maybe took them a small bit for granted coming into the start of the game? Like, as we said, they blew Selbridge out of the water, scoring 9-12 in the process in their quarterfinal. Going into the semi-final, Barrow Rangers didn't really perform against Camros. Barrow Rangers were exceptional in that first half weren't they? They certainly were I think you know I spoke to Miriam Bamberg after the match on Saturday and you know she said they knew that they had the underdogs tag on their head going in going into that game and you know it's probably something that they relished in as well because they're probably so used to being the underdogs as she said like even through the intermediate championship in Kilkenny they were just they were used to used to being called an underdog and I think it's something that they kind of you know they rose to the occasion you know their first half their first 30 minutes was absolutely phenomenal um, they gave it absolutely everything I suppose St. Rhinas were always going to get their purple patches Stephen had mentioned earlier they were always going to get that 10-15 minutes where they were just going to come out they were going to show why they were all Ireland champions why they're reigning Leinster champions and they did that and they just they barely just did enough you know Roisin Breen stepping up and, and scoring a screamer there in the second half as well and it really put Paul's, our Barrow Rangers back into the game but I think yeah Barrow Rangers can be very happy with themselves I do think St. Rhinus did take them for granted I spoke to uh, Lorna Fitzgerald from St. Rhinus after the game you know a good friend of mine I met her in Australia 10-11 years ago and you know she even said herself that that was by far the toughest game that they have had and you know I think that's something that our Rangers can be very very proud of um, It was a know, great entertaining mm, game of Camogie the yeah. whole way through it I mean great first half okay Barrow Rangers definitely didn't perform in the second half to their ability they will be disappointed with that but what a climax finish like yeah. I mean we had one yesterday in Abbottstown that we're going to discuss very very shortly but I mean even in St. Rhinus to go to St. Rhinus which is a tough place to go huge home support yeah. they're the reigning Leinster and All-Ireland champions mm-hmm. and to put in a performance like Barrow Rangers did 
did phenomenal and every one of those players in the management can hold their heads up high and can be so proud of their achievements that they've made this year Yeah they certainly can like it's you know I spoke to Kirsty after the Dixborough match yesterday every single club in the county would have given anything to be in the position that they are in regardless of what the result was we'd all loved like I know for a fact Tullerone we would give anything to have been in that position um, you know it's a massive massive achievement as Miriam said yesterday it was the first time in the club's history that a team within Power Rangers was actually representing the club outside of Kilkenny which is a huge huge achievement for them so yeah they can be so so proud of themselves I think they're going to be you know I think they're going to do very well at senior as well like again they're going to go in the unknown they're going to go in as the underdogs everybody's kind of thinking oh they're only up from intermediate how you know how good can they be but this team you know the training that they've done over the Christmas is really going to benefit them they'll probably be at a different pace come the start of the league championship than everybody else and I think that's definitely going to stand to them and I definitely think playing like you know really tough competitive matches against Cameras and St. Rhinos is definitely going to stand to them at senior ranks and you know they should be very proud of them obviously they're disappointed who wouldn't be but you know in saying all that you know they have done phenomenal and very very proud of them yeah, they certainly can. That moves us then on to yesterday to Abbottstown, a bitterly cold Abbottstown. Mm-hmm. We were so glad we had the OB unit in Abbottstown yesterday. Even though it was cold in the OB unit, it certainly wasn't as cold as being out on the field. But the atmosphere in Abbottstown yesterday, fantastic facilities, mm-hmm. pitch immaculate. Yep. First half, Dixborough coming up against Owler de Balloch. Owler de Balloch, blue. Dixborough out mm-hmm. of the waters let's be fair they started out of the traps very well and as you mentioned Kirsty Marr earlier apart from two fantastic saves mm-hmm. like I mean if you were a betting person you would definitely put your mortgage on Una Lacey and Ursula Jacob when they get a ball inside the 20 metre line to bury it to the back of the net Two fa- Kirsty definitely kept Dixborough mm-hmm. in the first half in that game yesterday Yeah she certainly did and she shows just why she's you know a top class goalkeeper as well um, you know I just think yeah Ireland Artabella did enough in the first half they showed their experience they showed the reason why they're all Ireland champions why they're current Leinster champions you know I suppose it was 20 I think I was looking at back at it yesterday it was 2010 or 2011 the last time the Out Artabella won a senior club championship and then they won another one here then just we'll say 2020 gone but Mary Lacey and Una Lacey or Mary Lacey Una Lacey Ursa Jacob all those girls were still on that team so it took them 10 years to get back to actually win a club All-Ireland I think it was 7 or 8 of that team was yeah. that, and I think it was 2012 that they actually won their first one yeah 7 or 8 of that yeah. team was actually playing that's crazy it, it's phenomenal yeah, isn't it like if you like you put it like you know I suppose in any other club there's probably be a lot of retirements within that time frame but yeah our Art Bala you undoubtedly you know the best team in the country and they just show their class within the first 30 minutes there yesterday I think a lot of it did have to do with I feel like Dixborough were very nervous going out we have to remember and I just want to keep repeating this and reiterating this to everybody they're very very young like they have plenty of years left in them um, this will only stand to them the experience of playing against the top team in the country is going to stand to them you know they're going to hit the ground running come to Kilkenny Club Championship because they're going to have learned so much as well from their Leinster campaign obviously they're bitterly disappointed they're going to want to go that one step further this year Yeah. 
Um, like I'm, I'm sure they were disappointed with their first half but then the character that they showed in the second half like Amy Clifford with 17, 18 years of age now personally I think she was a bit cheeky to go for that goal but hey it worked out she got well, it I was just going to say it they're <laughs> 9 points down at half yeah. time first of all 1-7 to a point going in at the break management sitting them down whatever was said in it had yeah. the desired effect they come out in the second half you said it about Orla Henrik she was warming up just before half time mm-hmm. she's warming up then in the 18th minute Orla Hendrick gets a ball played across the square she's banged there in front of goal yeah. puts it in Dixborough have a goal now the comeback is back on fantastic start they share points then with one another come yeah. to it but as you said Amy Clifford now we have to remember for uh, Avo Gorman's goal Amy Clifford in the second half tried to go for a quick cheeky low ball in on Lauren Sinnott didn't work out yeah. Lauren batted the ball out and Ava was there she buried the ball in the back of the net but to pinpoint that free mm. if you put it in your hand and try to place it where that ball went you couldn't do it 99 yeah. times out of 100 you couldn't do it it showed great I won't say the word with it but kahunas to actually attempt to do that to the All-Ireland champions and it actually paid off for her what a fantastic goal yeah do you know what it absolutely did pay it off her and if it had been blocked down or missed they'd have told her that she took the free wrong or you know she mishit the free or whatever the whether she meant it or not we will never know I did see an article on Facebook there today she definitely meant it yeah from Leinster Council I can guarantee Council. she meant she meant it <laughs> the Leinster Kamoki Council had an article on today they just had a picture of her just lining up to take it and to the three or four Ireland Balagars in front of her and it was like um, I think it was a can you see the goal or whatever the case may be and there was numerous Dixburg girls commenting in under going yes 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 like they were all backing her that she was going for it we will never know that's a secret I'm sure she'll bring to her grave, grave. I'm sure uh, I guarantee, Mikey and Stacia were saying she absolutely meant it I guarantee you she did I watched back the, the live stream last night the whole match mm. again it was such an enthralling game yeah. I was just trying to nitpick to see was there any little thing that Dixborough could have done differently even in the first half I mean as we said Owlert were outstanding mm-hmm. but looking at Amy Clifford standing over that ball there's three players standing in on the goal line right in front of her and as I said if you try to pinpoint it with your hand yeah. you couldn't do it I guarantee you 100% she meant that <laughs> Okay, well, I don't I, care what anyone tell me <laughs> she I'll, meant I'll it I'll take your word for it so. but yeah you know what their second half I think their second half definitely showed their character as well um, I think you know they started to stand up obviously Kirsty had kept them in the game for the whole first half pulled off excellent save as well in the second half her puck outs were exceptional you know they were nearly they were basically bouncing in front of the full forward just right behind the half forward line um, for her I thought Kira O'Shea was excellent in the second half she came out with um, an amount of ball there she was very very good in making these darting runs up the middle of the field and it just goes to show that she was brimming in confidence because let's be fair Una Lacey didn't feel the weight of the ball throughout that whole 60 minutes of Ireland she absolutely did not and that's absolute credit to Kira O'Shea because she kept her at bay apart from the penalty mm-hmm. that Una Lacey scored in the first yeah. half and that shot that she had on Kirsty as well she was kept relatively quiet to she be was. fair yeah she was she was absolutely kept quiet and you know what Ursula Jacob yeah she got five six points from freeze she did cause a bit of trouble but 
Jane Cass I think did did rather well on her as well in there to be fair to her like Jane is such a young player and you're coming up against a, you know, how many all-stars does Ursula Jacob have like this girl is she, she's a household name throughout the whole of Ireland not just in Wexford and now Larry Bala. and Jane I think can be very proud of her she did very very well on her as well you know the likes of Una Lacey and Ursula Jacob could have had a field day on any other team like like they have been throughout the whole we'll say their whole Wexford campaign the whole the reigning Leinster championship and the All-Ireland Championship last year you know I think Dixborough yeah obviously very very disappointed for them um, I'm sure the girls are extremely disappointed but well, come to, to that, yeah, come to that very last point that you're going to make now right we're heading into injury time fourth official puts up four minutes yeah. there's two points in it mm-hmm. right Dixborough are going down the field as you say Kira O'Keefe or Kira O'Shea gets a ball puts the ball straight down onto Jenny Clifford yep. her vision is unbelievable Amy is waiting inside mm-hmm. in the corner forward position inside the 13 metre line pinpoint pass straight into her hand Amy Clifford versus Lauren Sinnott they're two points down what are you thinking because I know what I was thinking at that stage I, I I had actually seen the net being rattled already I had it it was done as far as I was concerned that net was rat- rattling and the umpire was running towards that green flag straight away do you know what I watched back over because there is a couple of clips of it online as well I don't think she got as much power as she would have wanted to in it I think the ball kind of you know skewed across the ground and I suppose if it just went level there would, there would have been fierce power in it and the goalie would definitely not have been able to stop it um, but yeah do you know what it's still though for a young girl to you know take it upon herself and to take that risk in the last couple of minutes when they badly need well, to is absolutely phenomenal for her it is obviously disappointing for them um, but I think our Art Dabala just showed their class and particularly in the first 30 minutes Shelley and Stacey Kyo were absolutely exceptional to me they were just they really they have just, unbelievable engines on they them, so. dictated the whole game from start to finish like Shelley I think I don't Shelley was actually centre forward Stacey was midfield but Stacey at one I give you credit I gave three point. points to Stacey that didn't go to Stacey it was actually <laughs> Shelley again because I did watch the stream back so you're right I was wrong on it so there we are that's corrected um, but yeah no I just thought they were exceptional and Mary Lacey as well you know she had some good spells as well but again she was kept at bay too and I think for Dixburg there can be very very proud of a lot of their younger girls girls who really stood up in the second half I thought Asher McCarty made some great runs probably a little bit quieter than she would have liked maybe in the first half but you know that was due to that was due to Alert Ballas ferocious um, d- defence It certainly was well that's completed the uh, intermediate or not the intermediate the senior league uh, final for our senior Leinster championship final I should say for Dixborough and Eva Prendergast was part of that team and Eva is also part of the Kilkenny team that's going to be playing in the Littlewoods Ireland Division 1 league which is starting at the weekend and I'm delighted to be joined now on the phone by senior manager Brian Dowling Brian you're very welcome back to Come On Kind again for another season Hi, Thanks for having me lad uh, I suppose first of all Brian we're starting off with a, a home game against Limerick uh, at the weekend so how are preparations going first of all uh, over the Christmas period and preparing for the first game this weekend yeah, we're looking forward to getting going now. Um, we've played, I think, four challenge games in January, so the girls were doing a bit of gym work in November and December, and we're back on the field then early January, so um, getting a few challenge games into them as well. And you know, we're looking forward to it now and just getting getting up and running. Doesn't be long coming around from, from last year, but um, we're just looking forward to, to starting up on, on Saturday now. It surely doesn't. You're in Group 2 in the Littlewoods uh, National League Division 1, so there's yourself, Cork, Limerick, and Clare. So we have a home game against Limerick and and an away game then to Clare and to Cork where Cork now have the famous Davy Fitz uh, involved with him so I suppose
suppose did you ever come up again Davey as a, a player first of all uh, no I don't think ever I ended up on the same pitch no um, or a manager look at and, uh, I know David there he's been in fairness to, to talk for six years on mental health week and think here in the college one year and, and give a, a great speech so look we all know David and, and what he's been to the thing so um, you know all the energy and stuff like that but look again this year we're kind of just really going to focus on ourselves and, and try to get ourselves right and um, you know again starting with Saturday now is a, it's kind of the first step and we'll take it game by game for the league and, and see where it takes us and um, we're looking forward to getting going and a lot of kind of new faces now hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll impress during the league and give us a lot of confidence for for the championship. Hi Brian, how are you? Hello, um, So, have we? Got, are we going to see a lot of um, new kind of uh, faces and new names within the the league structure this year? I know you just uh, mentioned it there a couple a couple of moments ago, um, but we'll say girls that haven't necessarily been on an inter county team before. Are we going to see many of those in or around the scene this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, it was last year. It was very difficult um, to give players a chance. We came back in in April, I think it was, and I think we only had about three weeks, and we're straight into the league, and then you're straight into the championship, and then there was an overlap with the intermediate as well. And so, look, it was very hard to give players a chance, and we hadn't really seen them, you know. But there's new players, I suppose. There are new players, but they were on the panel last year, you know. Um, that will definitely be seen this year, and, and the year that they've been in with us, I really benefited them, and you know, even getting the run to with the intermediate to, to the All Ireland final last year as well, you know, gave them a lot of experience. So look, there will be a, a very different kind of looking team on Saturday, and some of the more experienced players, um, you know, some are, are missing for one reason or other, whether it's club commitments uh, recently, or you know, the least all Michaelis Neely are, are still in the, the football All Ireland on Saturday, so they won't be playing with us, and you notice know, a few kind of uh, girls out injured. So look, again, there's a, a big chance for girls to take a chance, and you know, we're we're mad to find a few new players. So it's up to the girls now to show when they get the jersey on Saturday yeah and just to just dwell there on Denise Gall and Michaela Kennedy it must be a massive you know addition for you knowing that these girls have been training constantly throughout the winter and they're going to come back in you know fresh and you know in a different shape knowing that they've been constantly doing some work and it must be great to see them completing in a, in a club um, All-Ireland final as well yeah, look, it's great for the girls. Um, in fairness, they're trying to we're trying to combine the two. You know, they've missed a couple of sessions, but not much. You know, in fairness, they're they're trying to stay involved as much as they can with us. They haven't missed too much. Um, you know, obviously we'll be missing them on, on Saturday, but look again. Um, you know, it's, it's a it's a chance for somebody else to to get a jersey on Saturday. And you no, know, look, Denise and Michaela have a, a big match in All Ireland final on on Saturday. So look, we wish uh, all the girls uh, in Monmouth best of luck in that. Brian, have we any retirements this year or has anyone, will say, from the semi-final for last year, have we a, a full squad to choose from um, or has anyone decided to hang up the boots this year? Uh, there's no official announcement yet. There's uh, one or two players haven't fully decided yet so we won't say anything yet. Um, still trying to convince one or two to, to come back. But um, no, look, we have we have kind of nearly everyone back from last year and we've also added um, Daniel Quigley to the panel from the intermediate panel last year and we've also added um, Roshan Green has been called up as well um, and also we have um, Julian Malone back from Australia um, Julian obviously has a lot of experience there for Kenny before and you know she's a great addition she's a brilliant attitude so you know looking forward to seeing what Julian has after seeing now in the league as well No, that's um, everything from my end anyway best of luck on, on the weekend anyway Brian 
Okay, thanks very much. Well, it's certainly great to have Julianne back, Brian. I suppose just to, to go through um, the league format, just on that, it's the top team in each group qualifies for the final. So I suppose from your own point of view, are we looking at making the, the league kind of to try out the new players this year um, that only the one team goes straight into the final? Not to say that you're not really putting much effort into it or worried too much about the league, but uh, in terms of the league, it's probably not your priority this year. Would that be fair to say? Oh, well, I suppose it's funny, like this time last year, I would have said the same thing. And, you know, I suppose with some of our performances, you probably looked like that we were trying to, to lose games. But, um, you know, like we actually ended up in the league final last year without even playing that well. And we tried out a lot of players last year as well. Um, you know, we had a lot of injuries on the league and, and stuff like that. But we had a lot of new faces in. And look, we ended up getting to the league final and ended up winning it. So, look, again, the aim is, is, is to find players. And obviously, we're, we're going to try and win every game we can as well. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it's not putting out the same team every single week. It's to try different people and to give new girls a, a proper chance. You know, I think it, it worked well for us two years ago, even though results mightn't have been brilliant. But in the league, the likes of Mary O'Connell and Katie Nolan, these girls, you know, got the, got the experience um, during the league and that really benefited for the championship. So that's what we hope for this year. And instead, look, with, with the groups, there's only three Team, only you know, only one team go out with it's pity there's no semi final for some reason. I don't know what the reason for that is because there's plenty of time to play it. Um, you know, because if you lose one game, it could virtually just put you out with which is a bit disappointing for teams. So look it'd be you know, it should probably be the top two have a chance of getting through and then be a bit more competitive. But look it is what it is and we'll we'll just go out and try to win every game and at the same time try to find a new few new faces as well. And again, the split season is in, so you're starting off with the National League. You have Leinster then stuck in between the middle of the league and the championship, and then we're starting in the championship right back in June, or in June, I should say. Um, so there's a lot of condensed games there to be played still um, before we get into the championship in June. So a lot of to and fro, and I suppose, just to see with the new players that you have back, what's going to be the best team going into the championship. Yeah, look, it's great that we're getting the games, you know. That's, that's what you want. Um, you know, I think the the first uh, fixture draft we got was in for the championship there was only um, groups of three and four so you know you're only, you're only guaranteed three games so at least now I think everyone's guaranteed five games and you could to win all Ireland you need to win seven or eight but look that's brilliant I think every team every player wants to be playing games every week every second week you know you don't need to have big three four week gaps I don't think anyone wants that and look again it's important that the, the season's finished in time for the clubs um, you know I know it was very different things last year you know it was very difficult for clubs to to try and train in, in, in the winter months and stuff like that but look it's, it's important that the that the championship is finished in early August the city is not even earlier again so the clubs can get going but um, look, we're delighted to get as many games as we can I said, the more games we have the more chance we can have to settle our team and to try a few new faces and you know, get, get a look at as many girls as possible well, as you said, lots of opportunities to do that and hopefully we'll be able to join you all along the way with the National League and Leinster and the Championship in the year ahead as well. So we're looking forward to a fantastic year with yourself and the senior team, Brian. So first of all, uh, best of luck with Limerick at the weekend. We know it's a first outing out. We're going to be looking forward to being there as well with you and we'll certainly be talking to you hopefully during the season uh, later on and maybe even before for a league final as well. 
Yeah, okay, lads. Thanks, William. Perfect. Thanks a million, Brian. That was, of course, Brian Dowling, the senior manager. And John Scott, we are delighted to say, has joined us in studio now as well here. So, John, you're very welcome back to Come On Kind with ourselves. Uh, I suppose back for another season at it. A disappointing end to last year. Defeat to Antrim in the All-Ireland Final. But you hadn't long to dwell on it. We're back now. It's National League weekend. Year up uh, first with a home game against Tipperary in Fresh for the weekend so talk about a baptism of fire for the National League two rival counties going at it uh, hammer and tongs at the weekend so I suppose first of all how's your preparations been going since the All-Ireland defeat? Um, trail with the uh, probably didn't start until after Christmas uh, because uh, with, with the way the club season was going along we probably didn't I didn't kind of go after the girls but um, now since Christmas now we've got back into it and look we're training as we said we train every Tuesday night with the seniors as well so which is it's great like for some of the younger girls coming on and uh, you know training the preparation is going well same thing trying out a few new players and stuff like that so going well you can tell we've been at the break too with a while considering we couldn't get your mic working for a while there so at least we're back up and running now um, but yeah Tipperary now at the weekend uh, looking forward to it and I suppose as on you asked earlier on as well have we any new players coming in on the scene this year that wasn't in last year oh there is yeah you know, there's quite a few now this year um, we brought up uh, three or four actually four or five probably from the minor team last year uh, they've come on board now two or three of them haven't been playing with us because they've been with Dixborough and uh, the girls from Paulstown as well haven't been with us so they'll only be joining us now this this week so uh, look it's disappointing from the two clubs as well especially they didn't go on further so we would be missing them but uh, no, there's quite a good few faces as well uh, got a couple of girl, girl in from Muckalee and a couple of girls in from Freshford so look there's a few new girl, new faces there and I suppose John the league for yourself you know you did so well in it last year we all remember that day up in Burr against Mead you know we probably don't want to remember too much but um, (laughs) will you be using the league kind of like Brian giving a tryout for all fresh new players kind of seeing where girls are at seeing what level they can get up to as well oh yeah definitely Uh, as I said and as you're just talking to Brian there when you'd be saying you wouldn't be kind of looking for that closely at the league but still in all you still want to win games I don't like to I don't like losing too many games and, uh, but look we will be trying out a lot of girls to see what standard like, that they're at and where they are about and their fitness and stuff like that like during the league I just it's a bit of preparation for to come actually get ready for the championship Yeah and I suppose for yourself as well the Leinster Championship is back in you yeah. know something that to me personally I think is a great it's a it's a great round of games that you can actually put in just before the All-Ireland Championship and especially in Kilkenny because let's be fair like we have a great track history in the Leinster Championship and if you were to win that it does give a massive boost of confidence going into Championship it's it something you must be excited about as well It does yeah I actually agree and if you just actually remember we're the title holders Yeah <laughs> We are. <laughs> yeah, that was when you were there, right? But uh, yeah, no, that was the last time we actually it was held. Yeah. And I do, I actually think it's a great little competition because there's some good teams in it as well, and mm-hmm. it's all run off fairly quick. But the, as the same thing as Brian was saying, the girls love playing games week in, week out, like you know. So mm-hmm. and you will have the games, especially well, especially if you win, you will have the games one week after the other, which is very good. Have you lost any players? We'll say from last year's All Ireland final. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> good lot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Gone completely. Uh, no, or uh, not uh, on a bad time. Most of them have actually gone up with the seniors. Okay. And uh, I think, as Brian is saying, he's going to try them out and see where they are, where mm-hmm. they're at. Uh, one or two of the girls then have uh, are going travelling this year, so right. we won't have. Now there's only two going travelling. Three, three girls going travelling, so we won't have them. But um, look, they're a big loss to us, like, but. The young girls that are coming through are very good hurlers, yeah. and it's just to see what level they're at. Like, yeah, we've seen a lot of experience, uh, John, out in Dixborough when they mix youth and experience together, and we can see what a club team can do. So I can only imagine what you can do as a, an intercounty manager with that kind of youth and bringing on the girls. Would we'll say from the minor All Ireland winning team from last year, that's certainly going to help you strengthen up the team and hopefully progress on. And as Anya was saying, it's fantastic to have the Leinster competition because I believe the more games that you can probably get into girls and if you're winning you're building momentum you're getting confidence you know going into one competition into the other and it can certainly only do the girl, uh, the girls I should say the, the world of good compared to you can say you can have all the challenges you want but you can't get that intensity out of a good challenge game where competitive matches is exactly where you want to be Exactly yeah no uh you know the Leinster Championship and the league like once you have them competitive matches there is that extra bit of bite in those games for, for because they are they're not challenge games like some people they'll be looking at the challenge games just as a training session but whereas when they're playing in the, an actual competitive game that little bit of bite is there and it is very good for them like you know well, there'll certainly be a lot of boys in it because you being drawn in Group 2 in the Littlewoods National League Division 2. So we have Waterford, Westmeath, Kilkenny and Tipperary in that group. And as we said, we have a home game against Tipperary and like the seniors, two away games then to Waterford and Westmeath. I mean, they're certainly not going to be easy uh, away toys either. But starting off with uh, Tipperary, um, I suppose uh, preparations then for the weekend has the Ashburn Cup weekend, we'll say, hampered proceedings or even the upcoming uh, colleges game um, between the, the Loretta have you anyone yeah, on that there is actually yeah, there's two girls that are on the Loretta team that are in, in that are with us and there is a good few now as well with the Ashburn and like, like, girls playing the college camogie because they haven't been really doing it for the last year or so we let them off we just said to them like you know go play get the experience of the Ashburn Cup and the whole lot and a few with, and there's a few with the Purcell uh, but look they're enjoying that as well and at least they are hurling and they're hurling like with against good top class hurlers as well so it, it does help as well yeah, We were just classic. actually talking mm. about that as well a while ago that yeah. the experience of a lot of people haven't actually I suppose benefit or even experienced an Ashbourne weekend now albeit even there's talks that there's semi-finals on a midweek I think mm. uh, this year on the 9th and then the finals are going to be the weekend which is not a traditional no. Ashbourne weekend but still it's great if your team is involved in an Ashbourne final not so great for ye but I suppose the only thing is there's a break of a week between the Ashburn final and your next game then yeah. against uh, I think Waterford is the second game Waterford. in the group so you'll have that small bit of a break between the two finals Yeah, I actually think it's two weeks Martin to tell you I'm not, no, I'm not, I think it could be I think the second game is on the 26th 25th to 26th is it of February I have the fixtures here in front of me uh, you're dead right the 26th yep you're dead yeah, right I think there's a two week so you will have a two week gap like, you know yeah. to get everybody together Back after again. the Ashburn mm. weekend which is which is very good like and actually I suppose it's not too bad with Waterford being the next game I mean they you were neighbouring county so there's not much difference between going to, yeah. to Waterford or a home game for ourselves but it certainly won't be an easy group 
group I suppose the only difference is you have the benefit of there's going to be quarterfinals um, in that group or in that division I should say there's three groups in it so there's 13 teams in total two groups of four one group of five. First team in each group goes into the draw the same as normal the three teams in the group yep so two teams come out they go into the semi-final the remaining team then goes into the quarterfinal with the second team in each group so when you look at that I suppose the aim for yourselves possibly would be to get to the first or second spot and get to a quarterfinal as a minimum again like you did last year yeah uh, exactly uh, we just we take I suppose well, we take one game each at a time but as soon as if you are once you win or you get out of the group it's the further you go then the better kind of thing at least you're playing games competitive games as you say Martin like yeah, there's a bit of a bite in them that you're not just looking for challenge matches no and I suppose for the league as well just looking at just looking for the, at the intermediate one like you're going to be obviously trying out new players in the first couple of games and you're you're literally are talking about two senior teams really playing at Division 2 as well so that's going to be that's really going to be a test for the girls and you're going to get a proper measure of who's actually going to be up to the pace when it comes to championship as well Oh yeah definitely that's what we are just uh, the group that we were in uh, they're all yeah, nearly all their first teams so yeah. it will be they'll be tested you know, to the limit and to see where we are. And look, it'll be good for ourselves as well. Because yeah. by the end of the league or that group, we should know where we are ourselves as regards hurling ways and fitness ways. Yeah. They told us what we were last year anyway to get to the final, our Ireland final. Yeah, to be brilliant. Mm. Well, it certainly will. And we're going to be looking forward to it. And again, we're going to be following your uh, journey. It's a pity the weekend, though, in with all the weather and pitches and the whole lot, that we couldn't have a double header that, yeah. you know, that the two teams could be in the one spot. We were certainly hoping mm. we could we would have been loving to do it but year game is in Freshford at 2 o'clock on Saturday coming the 5th of February so John we wish you the team and everyone the very best of luck for it with it uh, we're looking forward to following your journey and the team's journey as well and I have no doubt that there might be a couple of curses they could be tears they could be joys you never know uh, and hopefully the aim getting back to Crow Park again in the summertime for the uh, the championship final so best of luck with everything thanks very much Des. thank thanks, you John. Thank you. Perfect. That was John Scott, uh, the intermediate manager there with the Kilkenny team. And on you have the upcoming uh, Division 1 and 2 leagues. Not going to be easy. And those groups certainly aren't easy. We'll take the seniors again first Kilkenny, Cork, Limerick, and Clare. Like, there's three very tough games there for the senior team. Yeah, there certainly is. And I suppose, you know, considering that we are probably going to see a very, as Brian has already mentioned, we are going to see a very different Kilkenny senior team this weekend against Limerick you know Limerick we all remember that game down in Burr as well in the I think it was a quarter final of the league as well it Limerick, was, oh that's the one yeah, they put, yeah it was, Limerick uh, was very much it was Burr it yeah. was very it was very touch and go there for a while now Kilkenny did manage we were lucky to, we came out of it yeah, to be they fair, came yeah. out of it by the skin of their teeth really but Limerick really put it up to them so I suppose that's probably a mark that Limerick are going to set for themselves coming into the opening round two that they're going to have they're going to feel a mountain of confidence coming up to Kilkenny to play Kilkenny knowing that they came so close to them last year and they're probably going to be under the impression that yeah listen Kilkenny are probably going to put out a lot newer players and they're going to try and take the opportunity when, when they can get it so yeah certainly is I suppose Clare then as well you know Clare always tough opposition um, I would imagine because UL haven't actually qualified for the Ashburn semi-final or final in for the first time in seven, eight, nine years probably that the Clare contingent from them will have been will be fully focused and back in on Clare training 
training and then Cork sure listen the rumours circulating down in Cork that Davy has him training six days a week down there and um, you know <laughs> the lunacy he bring, he's brought to a couple of GA teams over the past few years I'm sure he's drilling it into Cork down there so I definitely think Cork are going to be setting the league as the, the milestone for them at the moment and then they're obviously going to be setting the O'Duffy Cup as, as the main target but I think Cork are going to come out with a bang and I think that's going to be that's going to be a hellraiser of a game and I wouldn't be surprised if both teams are putting out their, their strongest teams that day because you know Kilkenny-Cork rivalry neither team are going to want to be uh, falling in that game. Is it a strange kind of appointment for Cork in one way? Like, I mean, you're out, you're training senior inter-county hurlers. No disrespect to anyone. I mean, Davey is a fantastic coach and the whole lot, but he hasn't really been involved with Camogie too much. He was involved, I think, in Claire. a minor team with mm. Clare going back a few years ago. I know where minors bet him in the All-Ireland final. It was either 2008-ish, 2009, um, I think it was. So really, he hasn't been involved too much with Camogie. I mean, for him to go in as a trainer with a Cork senior Camogie team, I don't know. A lot of people are saying it's a, it's a bit weird. Like, is it a publicity stunt that they're trying to pull, like, to get more support or something that way? And I'm not saying it is either. Like, but I don't know. It just, uh, it feels strange. Are you saying Davy would do things like this for publicity stunts, Martin? Is that what you're trying to imply there? Not overly, no. <laughs> um, no. Do you know what? Yeah, I think, I think obviously everybody thinks it's a bit strange to see him go with a Camogie team. I suppose. Did he have his foot in the door in Galway? Nobody will ever know the truth. Like, you know, there's his version, their version and the actual truth then that lies in between it. Um, we don't really know. But, I, you know, I think... I think because the rumour was so strong that Davy was going into Galway that probably all other hurling teams across the country had just said there's no point in chasing him. And... Did he? What is he a man that wants to be idle for a year? Probably not. Cork Camogie to me probably set the bar for professionalism. I think throughout the the whole country. Um, you know they've a lot of finance being pumped into them. You know they've a lot of big names down there. They they and a complete fair, new management system yeah. now that Paddy Murray has gone as well this year. Like so, I suppose the new management will have to get to know the players and get to start picking their best players so maybe Cork like a lot of people are going to be using new players coming in we don't Mm -hmm. know yet we'll have to wait and see it is an away game for us as well so anytime that we go down there it's not going to be an easy game No it's certainly not I think let's let's be fair if we didn't have the management team that we currently have with both the intermediates and the seniors and Davy Fitz came along and offered his services or he asked him and he said yeah We'd all be taking it. Let the whether you lo- whether you love him or you hate him. We don't know whether we could afford him or not, but that's a different <laughs> yeah, story. That's the other side of it. But whether you love him or you hate him, you have to admit, like he does seem to be very good at what he's doing. Okay, I know probably you know he hasn't got the titles that he has. He would have liked to have had with Wexford, but he's dealing with a top quality team there I do I think Cork are going to be there thereabouts and I know it's only the 31st of January and we're saying this now but I do think they will be there thereabouts when it comes to an all Ireland final like I do think that they will get to it I suppose um, with the change in the system as well do you think that Kilkenny can qualify top of the group in this one? Um, I think it'll come down between themselves and Cork and I really don't want to I don't want to be downplaying Kilkenny at all like obviously not that's something certainly that nobody wants to do but I do feel like if I if I was personally in Brian's shoes I would be literally just I'd be making sure that all my new players are getting a full run out in the lead they're getting at least two three games I think there's no disrespect the league is an absolute it's a brilliant competition it's a great competition it's a massive achievement to win the league but I do feel 
Kilkenny getting better in All-Ireland semi-final last year obviously they were bitterly disappointed I do think we need to get some fresh blood in there we can't like you know again to the girls that have been there that have been there for the last couple of years they're not getting any younger and again I really don't want I don't want to be disrespectful towards them but will be fear there will be fear of injuries coming in and I just think you need to breed as much fresh blood now at the moment see if they can keep up to the pace judge it from the league if they're up to the pace absolutely bring them on to the championship but if they're not they need to go back and play intermediates don't be holding on to them you know just to keep them there as a panel player whatever the case may be I think it will be very very tough I do think that's a very tough group for the seniors and I think it will come down between Kilkenny and Cork I think by far they're the two that are streaks ahead of everybody else OK and now to division or group one I should say then really quickly we have Galway Tipperary down Offaly and Dublin we we see what Down uh, done last year when they came into the championship. Mm-hmm. They won't be no pushovers in no. that either. Um, I mean, very tough games there, but I mean, Galway, you'd probably expect to come out of it and no disrespect to the other three teams either. I'm thinking you're probably looking at Tipperary as well. Yeah, Galway tip, I would imagine in that group, to be fair. I think Dublin have a lot of rebuilding to do. I think... Awfully. Let's be honest, they were blessed against Waterford yeah. in the relegation final last year. Like That's why Waterford is down in our group now in the intermediates because they did get relegated. Yeah. So, um, have I think, they a point to prove? I think they do have a point to prove, but I don't think they're going to be able to prove it in that group, to be fair. Um, I think it is going to be Galway and Tipperary. I think awfully... I, th- I fear for Offaly as well and you know and this this is what I can't understand we've seen the Bar Rangers matches the weekend they're the calibre of players that St. Ryan has have like I don't know if there's many of them in with the Offaly seniors or whatever the case may be but I definitely do think that Offaly have to do are doing major rebuilding as well um, I do think though that Galway are going to come out all guns blazing I don't think Cahal Murray is really going to be sparing and he's not going to be trying out too many new girls I suppose there's going to be a lot of girls from Sarsfields that are probably going to be missing due to like I presume all are in a semi-final or whatever the case yep. may be so I think he's going to go out guns blazing for the league because he wants to win the league and I suppose with their new sponsorship as well they kind of want to start that off by getting the first trophy of the year into into their back pockets so I can't to be honest with you I think it will be Galway Tipperary I think Tipperary will go quite well in the league as well um, but again like we're talking about the same four teams all the time like you're talking about the Kilkenny's the Corks the Galway's and the Tipperary's there's nobody that are actually stepping up to that pace yet at the moment and it's getting a bit worrying at the moment especially especially for the likes of Dublin with the size of the county with the population that they have that they're not actually feeding through many people and yeah you're dead right the money as well the money that they're able to pump into it and they're, they're just not competing at the top level yet Yeah well it certainly was a lucrative deal for Galway um, yeah. and I do know because Jericho Kassan who's the new PRO in uh, Tipperary has sent all the PROs out an email looking for information which I think is a great idea that counties share their crest and uh, promotion material like players in the jerseys and that you're not using an old photograph from the yeah. internet with a jersey that's gone out of date 10 years ago uh, so Tipperary and um Cork and Galway uh, actually have new sponsors coming on board this year so it's great to see people backing the Camogie teams as well and backing Camogie players because I mean we've said it numerous times they put in the exact same amount if not more mm-hmm. but they don't get the recognition sometimes that their male counterparts get when it comes to sport or sponsorship yeah. deals or even TV deals or anything that way Yeah no it's absolutely it's brilliant and it's great to see I suppose we're very we're actually very lucky in Kilkenny that we do have Glambia and they have been really really good to Kilkenny over the last couple of years and I suppose 
we have been very fortunate that the hurlers are too sponsored by uh, Glambia so you know that's great for us um, I, and, but it is great to see like a different sponsor coming through especially for Galway you know Supermax have been sponsoring Galway GA and Camogie for so many years and it's great to see that somebody actually wanted to come in and actually take the Camogie as a separate un- uh, uh, entity so yeah that's great to see as well and I suppose I think Camogie players are now becoming more vocal these days in the fact that you know they deserve to get you know treated the best and they deserve to be getting small things like getting food, getting food after training mm-hmm. like girls who are travelling up and down from Dublin like John you know you've girls travelling up and from Dublin Galway, Cork, Waterford all these places like they're students at the end of the day they might have a part time job of a Saturday and a Sunday they're deaf they're probably coming out with less than maybe 100 euro 120 euro depending on what hours they're doing some of them might be only working in a coffee shop for maybe four or five hours a day they can't afford then to put diesel or petrol in the car drive mm. back to Dublin Limerick or wherever it is they go and then drive back up and down two or three days a week so but it may not even be food like I mean yeah. I've seen uh, a document that came out to try and standardise you know facilities around for county players and a lot of players don't even have a hot shower yeah. after training mm-hmm. you know some of them might not even have a toilet facility yeah. where they're going to the toilets may not be open or whatever like in this day and age at 2022 yeah. like, I mean you know players should be treated equally they should be the minimum of exactly what the, the main counterparts are getting but I mean the basic bog standard uh, excuse the pun uh, you know toilets showers mm-hmm. you know uh, decent kind of facilities that you're yeah. not going around running around in a bog or know. you know somewhere like that so um, and even I've seen it recently that even we're an amateur organisation that the FWSL over in England are actually now calling for the FA Cup uh, prize money to be the exact same for the women as it is for the men's because yeah. there's a huge gap in the difference in that as well yeah. so I mean it's not only Camogie or ladies football or anything that has the this problem it's actually seemed to be when it comes to women's sport in general yeah but I just you know what Martin, we could get into a debate here now I don't think it's just in sports in general I think it's it's society in general that there's you know there's a massive difference between a, a female pay scale compared to a male pay scale in some of the top jobs across the world and that's just the way it is and you know I suppose we just have to you know we just have to keep making our voices heard and be more vocal about it but definitely when it comes to Camogie I think the girls and I've all I've been harping on about this and I suppose this is probably one of the reasons why I, I kind of got involved in Camogie after I'd finished playing Camogie got involved in it in a different way because I wanted the girls to get what they deserve and I think that's really really important you know it, they give up just as much time like they're training three four nights a week with the team themselves but then these girls are doing their own bits on the side all at their own expense as well like you know it was, it was only up to maybe a couple of years ago that the Kilkenny, Kilkenny Camogie teams had were actually been given gym, gym membership other than that they'd go off and pay for it themselves and I know people are kind of like sure if they want to get fit that's up to themselves it's not they're there to represent their county they should be entitled to get this they should be entitled to get every benefit that's going to push them and give them the better performance as well so well, we're certainly looking Kilkenny yeah. because in fairness a lot of the places around the place have now come on board with sponsorship yeah. with the likes of that as well so I mean in fairness to our girls we seem to be one of the lucky counties at we the are. minute um, that's going with it you know I mean it's not possible to do everything we don't have the same budgets mm-hmm. uh, within the county like the GAA are working yeah. like I mean you look at the accounts with the GAA they're working on oh I don't know income of nearly 1.7 or 1.8 million in the year you look at the Camogie that in the county board in Kilkenny you're knowing you're looking maybe to get 100 to 110,000 yeah. in the year like there's a huge gulf um, between that and you know as you said that's for a different day's uh, podcast potentially as well but the intermediates uh, quickly before we move on to the minors then um, as we were talking to John
on earlier Westmeath Waterford and Tipperary are the three opponents two teams come out of that group mm-hmm. um I think they have a fair shout with that one. I do. I, I absolutely do. I think that they will have a fair shout. I think they definitely are going to be in for three whoppers of games but I definitely do think the two that are going to test them the most are going to be Washford and Westmeath and again that's no disrespect to Tipperary at all um, and I, but I do think it's probably the best possible group that Kilkenny could ask for for preparation for a championship to become up against senior teams like we have to remember Kilkenny were an intermediate All-Ireland final last year John I know bitterly disappointed after it but I think regardless of whether they win or progress in a league I think those games are really going to stand to them and I think that's where the lads are going to actually see who's made who's made for championship out of those two games like you're looking at a Washford team who've been playing senior for so many years have been competing in division one they're going to be they're, they're obviously going to be a level up like they've been playing against you know the Kilkenny first team the Cork first team the Galway first team they've been playing against all like been the, all the Ireland one team quarter final with numerous years like exactly you know? so I think you know what I think it's even though you'd love to say like oh I'd love an easy group or whatever there's no easy groups but I think it's there's certainly great. not when you look no. at the groups you have group one there you have Wexford, Meath, Jerry, Cork and Kildare like the travelling alone in that group yeah. like is phenomenal uh, as I said group two then was Waterford, Westmeath, Kenny Tipperary and group three then Antrim, Kerry, Galway and Leash like any one of the 13 teams you you could pick, pick a pin in four of them like uh, yeah. to come out of it in the quarterfinals alone but um, certainly interesting times ahead your predictions are that we should qualify out of it at least for the quarterfinal stages I do think we will I absolutely have full faith that we will qualify out and I think the two real tough games against Waterford and Westmead are absolutely going to stand to Kilkenny when it comes to hopefully the latter stages of the league as well and I think that's probably the most important thing when it comes to the league we, we want to be getting really good competitive games to see who's really made of who's really made of steel and who's going to be who's who's made of stuff to, to bring them on to championship and I think that's I'm sure that's what John and the lads are looking towards as well Well certainly interesting times ahead and we look forward to seeing our new players that we have in mm-hmm. on the panels and the not so new players to see how they yeah. can do but yeah fantastic that there's going to be fighting opportunities there for places within the teams um, with the lads bringing in new players I suppose that brings us on you to the minor competitions the minors going to retain their title that they won against Cork last year we have been drawn in group one of the minor championship which starts very very early there's no league or anything for minor you just go straight into it and we have a home game against Waterford uh, at the weekend which is a repeat of last year's first game where Kilkenny travelled down to the WIT arena to play Waterford it was a draw that day we know what happened then well, Kilkenny went on and won the All-Ireland they're now going in to try and retain it so I suppose first of all what's the chances uh of them retaining it this year and your predictions then for the Waterford game at the weekend I think it's very strong I think you know the 16 or 17 players that are, were involved in last year's minor team which is huge for them as well um, I think that and we spoke about this on numerous occasions the calibre of young players coming through Kilkenny especially in the underage ranks is phenomenal um, we're seeing some great young players and you know especially you know competing in the schools as well with Loretta and Prez last weekend and St Bridget's of Callan were playing at the weekend and they won too so you know a lot of girls playing at the top level for their schools as well so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting I think to be fair I know Waterford bet them last year that was probably the hiccup probably what they needed as well a draw actually a draw sorry yeah. uh, I got that wrong as well last year I probably what they needed to go into 
the, going into the next round as well like they needed a bit maybe a bit of a kick to kind of you know don't be resting on your lords here they now, felt girls. like it was yeah. a loss alright after exactly um, so uh, yeah do you know what I think that they should win that game I sh- they should win that game that the only thing and we spoke about this yesterday there's such a heavy load for a lot of those girls like some of those girls would have been playing with Loretto Prez or uh, St. Bridges of Callan at the weekend yep. some of them could have been playing potentially with Bar Rangers and Dixborough and now they have to turn around and play you know a- another game play another championship game as well this and weekend. potentially they could be players because I think the Loretta is actually playing the day beforehand yeah. um, and which that's is going to put right. a lot of stress yeah. on an awful lot of players like no. I mean to turn around quickly um, and I think actually the Loretta is travelling to Galway so by the time those players travel to Galway get back in the bus yeah. and it's not starting excuses now just before the weekend but it is a heavy 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 workload on young girls like that to perform mm-hmm. with their school in an all Ireland semi-final and then go out and perform with the minors because let's be fair there's only three teams in the group Yeah. okay if you lose your very first game you're putting yourself under pressure straight yeah. away then to qualify yeah and like you know Kilkenny as you said drew last year in their first game so like yeah I think it's a massive it's a massive workload to be putting on them I don't think it's right I think it's very very unfair on the girls as well and and also just to throw into the mix in that as well some of these girls are probably doing their leaving search so I would imagine yeah. mocks are probably starting this week or next week as well for them so you know you've got the added stress of that on top of it all it's a, it is it, it's a bit unfair um, I don't certainly know. something needs to be looked yeah. at which especially post primary schools games yeah. that could possibly be finished that bit earlier before they're starting to come into the competitions yeah. or not they're going to have to push the minor championship out a small little bit then exactly. as well because as we say it's too much of a workload on young girls at this time of the year yeah it definitely is but sure when you look at the minor championship like the minor championship is going to be potentially finished end of April start of May isn't it actually it's going to, it's run off quite fast the minor championship so it is going to be finished early so there is a lot of time you know to push it out or even to pull the post primary schools back and have that finished before Christmas so the girls can actually concentrate on inter-county or concentrate on their leaving surf mocks or whatever the case may be well, like, now I know this was pushed back or hmm. pushed back a couple of weeks as well like so I mean realistically it could potentially be finished towards the first week in January yeah. even to the second week in January which would be a great help like mm. for teams Oh it certainly would like I remember training with Loretto playing with Loretto and as far as like, I think we paid we could have paid Leinster finals within over Christmas nearly at some stage you know that's just the way it was and the champion like it was all done and dusted with then and you know girls could go off and focus on whatever they needed to focus on but I do think it's very unfair like you could potentially have a girl that in the last two weeks has played four or five very much competitive games between a Leinster schools final um, a club Leinster senior Leinster final or intermediate Leinster semi-final and then have to go on and play the first round of a minor championship it is it's, it is very unfair so yeah March so yeah the minor A final is down for the end of March so it is very much a congested timeline for those guys it's a bit unfair they're very very young they're going to get burnt out and worryingly enough then they're going to get sick of it and that's how we're going to start losing players too. Yeah, because that age group is where we lose a lot of mm. players as well. Um, just to go down through the Tesco Minor Championship, there is three groups in it, ten teams in total, two groups of three, one group of four. So the group winners, like the intermediate, will go into a draw. Um, there's two teams comes out of that, goes into the semi-final, I think it is. Then the other team comes out, goes into the quarterfinals. Yes, there is quarterfinals in it, uh, depending on home advantage 
heritage that's subject to a satisfactory uh, venue but yeah uh, interesting times ahead for all of our county teams uh, three teams out the weekend we'll just recap on that seniors are out against Limerick in their first game in John Locke Park in Callan at 2 o'clock on Saturday the 5th of February intermediates are out at the same time at 2 o'clock against Tipperary in Park Lockton in Freshford and the minors are out currently at 2 o'clock on Sunday against Waterford in Thomastown that that's booked for um, as well but just on the post-primary schools we want to congratulate the Loretto on their win also to CMJ in Johnstown mm-hmm. not too far away from you up there yep. interesting fact they lost the senior final yep. to Kilcormac Kalahi the week previous mm-hmm. and the juniors went out and beat the Kilcormac Kalahi team in their final yep. as well so well done to everyone that was involved up there and I think our own Paula Dowling's uh, daughter Eva Murphy was actually the team captain on that so well done to everyone mm-hmm. uh, involved up there we done it first show back we got there a few yeah. technical issues but mm-hmm. yeah we have a, a busy season ahead on you we have lots of matches booked in mm-hmm. for live commentary on KCLR 96 FM which is great we're enjoying this magnificent uh, ride and journey along with everything that's going along so yeah you look forward to the year yeah certainly am like I think you know it's great that we're able to get out and get to the matches and I think it's going to be great now the majority of restrictions are eased and there's going to be crowds allowed to go back to the matches but I think it's great and the work that Ken and all the lads here Casey Lauren and Scoreline Sport have done to promote Camogie across Kilkenny like the amount of people have said who it's, it's great that you know they might necessarily be able to get to the match and at least they can actually listen to it and whoever it is broadcasting or whatever the case may be it is great it's really promoting but I think that's got a lot got to do with Kilkenny as a county as well I think over the last couple of years the whole county has really bought into the success of Kilkenny Camogie and that's not just down through the broadcasting that's been done but it's down through you know the many many businesses and uh, sponsorship that the, the county is getting through the club scene as well um, I think it's phenomenal and it's great to see that there is so so much support there for Kilkenny Camogie at the moment well it certainly is although I have to say now it's not good enough that you're going off and getting married in the middle of the season which is so you know we'll, we'll have to wrap you on the knuckles <laughs> for that one but that's where we have to leave it it has been an interesting night here in the KCLR studios it has been episode one of season two a long season ahead we will of course have the inter-county competitions first and we will be back with you again with the club competitions later on in the year and you never know the team of the year might also come back with the mm. proper golden end envelopes this year we will never forget what happened on that live episode ever again I know you're going to remind me of it very soon we still have to give out the jerseys we haven't forgot about them no we didn't that's in the pipeline and that's certainly on the way my thanks as always to Anya to Lillian in the background who produces everything for us to our guests this evening to Stephen Dormer to Brian Dowling and to John Scott I am indeed Martin Quilty and we will be back with you with episode number two next week it's good night from now thanks this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh,